0: Welcome back to the 1-2 Kentucky Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Coach John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. On today's episode, I have the whole gang with me. It's myself, Coach D, Jones, Strobus, and Gibby. And we're going to sit down and talk through our question of the month, which is all about mental toughness. Now, you can't see me right now, but I'm using air quotes because mental toughness is often a phrase people throw around without actually defining what they're referring to. And that's what we're talking through today. What is mental toughness? Can you measure it? Can we as strength coaches help improve it? Or is it simply just a catchphrase? And what you're really referring to is just plain old, good old fashioned toughness. Now, I've already decided that we're going to have a part two on this topic. But for now, I hope you enjoy our conversation. All right, we're recording, guys. Are we ready? Jones, no hitting the table. Just started. Started. But I, when we all broke for our first meeting, now we came back, I said this to D, and he had a really good thought, so I want him to say it um, on the podcast as well. But we just had a really good discussion during our staff meeting where our, one of our coaching assistants brought up an idea um, that he learned from another strength coach that he uh, reached out to and talked to a, a few weeks ago or a few months ago, and he brought that conversation to our staff. My initial thought as we ended the meeting was, do we come off as so judgy or at least me? And then D made a good point that I'll have him say that in a second, but I don't know if necessarily that I'm judgmental, but I, my initial thought always goes to, all right, this strength coach is doing this. I am thinking through will or will it not work here at Kentucky? And obviously my thought was, this is why this would not work at Kentucky. What are your all thoughts? What were your all thoughts leaving that conversation? And, Dee, why don't you start off by what you said? So I told Spurlock, I said, I don't ever want it to feel like
1: they can't bring anything to us. And and he probably thought that, like, because we were very opinionated. Uh, But I feel like it's like it was really good information, but it was a great talk. Like, we had great information, but I don't want him to feel like hey, you can't ever do this again. I thought it was great that he brought the information. But it's like, at the end of the day, he he deserves to bring that and speak about it. and But it does develop good conversation out of us, and we're not judgmental towards people. It's really good information just to hear everybody's thoughts
0: in the situation. Because I felt like, Jones, you were in that same ballpark where you were like, hey, we probably need to cool down.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was more so me saying, like, you could tell because we – Us, the people in this room, like the five of us, sit around and talk about that stuff, like, often. So I think we knew we weren't being judgy, but, like, you know, coaching assistant comes, brings that to the staff, and we're, like, bashing it. We weren't bashing that person at all. It was good that he reached out, but it was just – you could tell the feel was, like, oh, we're bashing this. And it's, like, no, we're not bashing it. Like, this is just good talk. We would never – we're not speaking ill of this person or anything like that. We're just thinking about the idea and how would it relate to our teams? And um, it just got a little far, I guess. I felt like
1: he, I felt like when I looked over at him, he was like, I shouldn't shouldn't (laughs) have brought (laughs) this no, no. You know, it wasn't. And I I felt like afterwards I felt bad. I was like, he probably doesn't feel like he can ever talk to us again because our opinion was so strong. But like he needs to know that like, I told Spurlock, I was like, he does need to know, and we'll tell him after, that it's like, I'm glad you brought it, because don't take anything, don't take offense to it, you know?
3: I don't even see it Um, as, like, judgmental. It's more of, like, I feel like we're just very critical thinking towards a lot of ideas, even towards, like, our own ideas. I know me and Brent will sit around and talk about our own ideas and talk about it for five minutes, and she goes, oh, yeah, that was was dumb, don't know why I thought that, and just move on. Like, it's very, we don't get offended by that, but I can understand how a CA who's, like, not as comfortable around us would be like, ah, I made a mistake here.
0: I think I throw out my opinions like that because I don't want our CAs to think a power five strength coach did this, it's going to work everywhere, or this is what you have to do. It's like, no, that works for that particular person. Yeah, and that's, I think we even brought up is that strength coach only has 15 athletes. So that's why that works for that person it wouldn't work for D who has baseball, softball and gymnastics and all the other stuff that he does. Like, that's why that wouldn't be feasible. So I think that's why I get so opinion opinionated originally because I want them to know like good thought glad we talked about it but this is why it's not something that you should really think about when you they do leave our program and go take their first full-time job somewhere i
3: think we do a good job as a staff of not just hearing an idea and diving into it head first and being like this is going to work this is perfect this is the answer to everything i think we do a good job of that because we are critical of new ideas that come in and we talk through it like what we did today where it seems very judgmental but it's really just us talking through our situation and how that would work in our situation or how it would not work in our situation and it's not even the,
4: the first time where maybe an idea from another school or another strength coach or anything like that has come up. And again, we're critical of it, but you know, in this circumstance, we were maybe a little bit like, okay, that's not going to work here. But if it was something different and it was like, Oh, we could fit this into our program. It's the exact same conversation. Cause again, being critical of things is not only, okay, why don't I like this? It's why do I like it? Who's it important to, is it for us? Is it not for us? Like, it's just part of the thought process.
2: Yeah. It just goes back to like your, once again, critically thinking, you're not judging. Like we're not, <clears throat> I'm sure there's things I do with my teams that like if another coach looked at, like they wouldn't understand why I'm doing it that way until I like explain myself. So it's just, once again, we're not bashing anyone. We're just like, I have a lot of questions about this. This is what I would ask this person. What What do you think here? And they might have an answer that we're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's why it works for you. Wouldn't work for me. And it's just another testament to uh, like you're saying, like being young and not having done certain things you just get excited and you're like yeah that sounds like a really good idea we can implement that everywhere and this person's it's like no you got to really think about how does this apply because even us as a staff often we get ideas and I'm like oh I did this with men's soccer yesterday it went so great this is why it was good and Gibby or somebody else will look at me and be like I could never do that with dive that wouldn't work with dive because we work with different sports there's a lot of there's a lot to what we do that's similar but there's a lot that's very very different as well so
0: moral of the story is just like Dee said. We got to make sure we reach out to Reed, who is the coaching assistant, and say thank you for bringing that. We probably got a little bit more passionate about it than what he was expecting, but it was, I really enjoy it when we have those types of conversations. Where yeah, it probably did, especially on my part. It probably did come off very judgmental, but it's it, it, I, I enjoy us talking though through those things especially when we're able to relate to i was like oh d i know baseball has done something like this before how did it work how has it changed and you know go from there so good conversation but something for us to be aware of uh in the future and just like d said making sure that our cas always feel comfortable bringing those sorts of things to us so we can discuss them and um letting them know that we we are we're going to be critical but it's not doesn't have anything to do with them or the strength coach that they, that, that they had that meeting with, but moving on. So thought for the day, question of the month that we're going to talk through. And originally this was brought up by Strobus, where you had quite a few questions you uh, brought to us in regards to mental performance, sports psychology, a lot of different things. And eventually what we landed on is like, Hey, let's just have a conversation about um, mental toughness, how to define it. Um, is it something that we can measure, uh, and just getting the five of us to sit down and talk through our thoughts on it? And, uh, you know, I, what do I got? I got two pages that I, um, uh, typed out over the break last week, on my thoughts on mental toughness. And I was thinking about it this morning on the car drive in, but I think similar to the conversation we had that, uh, coach Reed brought up where we were talking about culture. My pet peeve often is. People throw out words like culture and mental toughness and, you know, a bunch of other things. And I get perturbed by those people, whether it's sport coaches, strength coaches, whoever. They throw it out, but they don't define what they're talking about. So if they're like, we need – we're we're really working on our mental toughness. I was like, well, define what does that mean for you? What does that mean for your athletes? Well, we we need to get culture players in here. I was like, well, well, what – what does that mean when you say culture? And we we talked about that before as a staff, but talking about mental toughness, um, I don't know who wants to lead it off with their thoughts. I'll do, I'll, I'll Let's say go deep. One point to
1: it. I, I think going to what you just said, Sverlock, like the coaches are like, we need mentally tough players. Well, there's there's good athletes that sometimes aren't the most mentally tough, and I think it's. For me, I view it as like a personality trait. Like, are they do they have the ability to perform? Do they have the ability to perform under stress? Do they have the ability to perform when there's no stress, um, including practice? I think, you know, it really is developed from your childhood all the way to you as a young adult and a grown adult. Um, but I think, you know, for yeah, you want mentally tough players because you, that can they perform under stress? But to define it, I think it really comes from the genes and the people that you're you're around growing up, your mom, your dad, your grandparents, you know, they have a direct reflection of you being that mentally tough athlete. That's one just...
2: I think, like, so my, my, I guess, beef with it sometimes when people talk about, you know, the buzzword, like you said, mental toughness, it's this attribute, it's separate, and some people have it and some people don't, like... I don't think it's that complicated, I guess. It's almost like along with just the maturity level of people and like, how do you go about your day-to-day basis? The things that we talk about with people all the time. Do you show up? Do you put the work in? Like everybody wants to talk about extra. You need to push and do these hard runs or whatever it is. And that's mental toughness. And like, I just don't really think that's it. Like you saying your ability to perform under pressure has to do with, did you show up, you know, for the entire week of training four months ago when it was the off season, did you take care of your business? Did you take care of your life? Did you eat, sleep, do all the things that we talk about that are like simple, but not easy. Um, that's toughness. I feel like it's just, do you go about your day-to-day business, like a mature, like professional? Um, and if you do that, I think people over time see that and you notice that with older athletes and older it's not specific to athletics i guess is my point though it's like you said the people growing up around you did your did your family did your parents did did those people instill those values um and then that equates to mental toughness in a way
0: i think my biggest thing that i the first thing i wrote down is the the, people say mental toughness but a lot of the times i feel like when they're saying that they're talking about just toughness in general so the definition of toughness that I looked up was your ability to handle adversity. So, definition of adversity is hardship or a difficult situation. So, is there really a difference between physical toughness, mental toughness, whatever type of toughness there is out there, or is it literally just your ability to handle adversity? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, so other things that I wrote down is you know like I said, my pet peeve is when somebody says, you know, so-and-so athlete is not mentally tough. Well, what metrics are you basing that off of? Is it, and is it really mental? Is it part of their mental performance or is it physical? Uh, Other things that are out there is like we do 6am workouts because it makes us mentally tough. No, it doesn't. It makes you tired. It makes you tired once the middle of the day rolls around. Um, But what it can do is help develop some discipline within our athletes or within ourselves as well, because we're getting up early as well. So, Do you, when you do say mental toughness, I think it's okay to include discipline in that or focus or whatever else. But um, is that what you're really talking about when people throw out the words mental toughness? What do you think, Strobus? I mean,
4: the big thing about this is it's it's contextual. And that's kind of the, the, I think what we're going at is, is it sport related? Is it life related? Is it just the emotional part of it? Is it the physical aspect of it? Like Dee was talking about your ability to perform under stress. And I mean, d has been on the road with baseball before. You could argue that the SEC stands for a stressful environment conference. You know, when you're on an away game and it's Friday (laughs) night and it's packed and, you know, and you're a freshman pitcher or you're closing and you're in a stressful situation. Are you somebody that's going to be able to still perform and close it out or at least not lose it in that situation? One of the things I write down a lot with athletes is, your ability to maintain resiliency within adversity, but within that you maintain control. And whether that's your thoughts, your behaviors, your actions and performing in a situation like that, it's kind of what that mental toughness, I guess, becomes to be is that you can handle or you can act in those situations. And another thing I write is that a lot of people think mental toughness is just like I'm just going to shrug this off. Like, I'm just going to completely ignore this. It's not going to bother me at all. And I don't agree with that necessarily because it's somebody that acknowledges it and kind of goes through the scenario instead of just going around the scenario or going like not having to go through it. I don't think mentally tough people just go around things or they shrug it off or they just don't care. I think they are people that handle a situation and again, perform in a stressful environment if we're sticking with sports. So I think it's, it's, that kind of thing where you can't necessarily put a number to it, but you can watch, you can see an athlete and if they are getting more mentally tough, or if there's somebody that has it when they get here, you can at least see it, you know, or you can at least talk to them about it, but measuring it in metrics, I, I agree, Spurlock. It's kind of hard to, to see where they want to go with that.
3: I, I think for me, um,
0: oh shit. It's okay. Get, we'll My get bad. the mic My for head you. Head <laughs> couldn't
3: even do it. I think mental toughness goes hand in hand with like confidence. So, most of the time, we see a player and we think they're very mentally tough. The per- first one that comes to mind for me is Darren Williams. Shout out Darren Williams. But um, he is one, one of, of the most confident. Pitchers. Yeah, one of the most confident people I've ever been around in my life. And so we look at him as mentally tough, but he's confident because he's prepared and trained to perform in his environment, which is his sport. If he wasn't prepared and trained to perform in his environment, which is sport, he wouldn't be as confident. Therefore, we wouldn't see him as mentally tough. So I think that's the biggest thing is the layer of it is being prepared, prepared and trained. In order to produce in stressful environments, in your normal environment, and that builds confidence within you to where you're confident in yourself, so everyone thinks you're mentally tough because nothing can stop you. So I think that's one of the biggest things for me is what mentally tough means.
2: I agree completely. I think I think especially like staying on Darren Williams, that's a good point, is like a lot of people like he jokes around a lot, but he is always around, always giving it his all, always trying to motivate and do these different things. And like it's almost like you think he's joking sometimes but it's almost like fake till you make it and he's like oh no i know this is gonna help me oh this is gonna help me he's bought into listening and doing all those things and like not to be cliche but i've heard like that quote before it's confidence is born of demonstrated ability where it's like it's not just something you have like i hate when people say that guy's tough or he's not or they're soft you hear a lot it's like no it's built a little bit like you Know that you got up early and did this, so you have the confidence. You're like, I got a lot done today, and you've put in the work, and that's what gave you the confidence when you step on the mound at whatever time.
3: I think the biggest I saw this on social media is a tweet, but it said something where it's like mental, t- the, mental toughness is the absence of panic or like stress. Um, and you look at you compare a Navy SEAL and a tightrope walker, if they were to switch environments and trade off jobs. Both of them would show a lot of panic, but they're both two, like, skills that we see as very mentally tough. It's just they're mentally tough in their environment.
0: That was one thing that I wrote down, and I, um, I'll kind of throw it out to you guys, but, you know, words we've thrown out so far, confidence, focus, ability, experience, skill. I do feel like um, a lot of times, especially early in the off season, somebody, let's say a sport coach watches a workout and they're like "Uh, so-and-so is just not mentally tough i was like actually she's just not physically in shape yet (laughs) so sure her what is being perceived as mental weakness is actually her just not being in shape and not being where she needs to be um but you know as i jotted down some notes like for me just like d's better at deadlift than i am but i'm better at doing I don't know, handstand walks or something like that. Everybody from a mental performance has their strength and has their weaknesses. So, you know, one thing that might be my weakness or something that would cause me um, some adversity in the mental game might not affect, you know, D at all. So you guys know me. I'm very planned out. I like to be very organized. If I was about to compete in something and all of a sudden the plans changed, that would be that would be huge for me. That would be a huge obstacle for me. Um, getting me outside my routine that, that would throw me off um, I, I, one thing I wrote down about myself even as I'm uh, behind the bench at the volleyball games if, if we lose that first set like I'm jacked up pregame, I'm jacked up as we're going through the first set we lose that first set I get deflated right away not that I'm not positive but I'm not hurrah hurrah I'm not the same person that I was during pregame. One thing that w- wouldn't bother me um, – I'm saying well, – what did I write down? Um, oh, one thing that would bother me is if – and I didn't have to deal with this as an athlete, but fans talking trash. Like on the football field, you really don't hear anything else that's going on besides the coaches. But like that that wouldn't bother me one bit. If somebody was like, 86, you suck. Like that wouldn't bother me at all. Um, one um, – One thing that, another thing that wouldn't bother me as well, but would cause probably a lot of anxiety for our athletes, like I'm solid at running. So if we were doing a conditioning run for football and we got done with our 10 reps that we were supposed to do and the coach is like, actually we got one more, I'd be like, I don't care, I'm in shape, I can do it. Where that might be, once again, like a huge obstacle for uh, somebody else to have to jump through. So my point being is, you know, what are some of the things that you see in your athletes that are difficult for them to overcome and what are some things that even for yourself or your athletes that 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 you somebody might think are but they really aren't
3: i think the biggest thing is i think a lot of sport coaches look at athletes and they'll watch them condition and they'll look at the fittest athlete and be like that one that athlete's mentally tough when really maybe they're not mentally tough they're just really in shape like that's just how, how things yeah. go sometimes so i think a lot of people kind of confuse those two things where if we want to make our athletes more mentally tough a lot of time, it's like we should get them in better shape because then to the coaches, everyone's mentally tough.
1: I so think the challenge is, is I think for the student-athletes, is change. So you come in here as an incoming freshman or uh, junior college or come from another Division I university. The change for them is did they come from a university or high school where they conditioned a lot or they had um mental preparation from a mental coach in high school or another college uh or you know they came and they didn't do any conditioning or any other like mental focus and they come in but they are the way they were brought up they are probably one of the most mentally tough people you've been around but when they come in here and they come to that university those coaches, like you said, Gibby, are viewing it as like, well, they're they're way tougher than that person. It's like, well, because they did way more conditioning before they got here, you can't you can't distinguish, you know, this person being more mentally tough than this person.
0: You kind know, of what put, we were talking about. Sometimes it comes back to experience. That's right. They have, they, have, yeah. they have had that experience.
3: Yep. I think a big thing for incoming athletes too is obviously our sports are in the SEC. They compete at a very high level. A lot of freshmen come in very confident because they've dominated their high school level. Mm -hmm. We had a volleyball player who was very confident, probably dominated her high school level, but we looked at her and we're like, you're not even close to what everyone else is right now. You need to obviously get your game up. So that can destroy a lot of freshmen in the beginning because they're like, am I not as good as what I thought? And then that's a whole other battle they have to fight within themselves. It's another
1: change, you know?
4: I mean, I think... One thing that we're starting to lean on is, like, what is that person's adversity? Like, do they perceive the situation they're in as adverse? If it's change, if it's higher-level competition, if it's they trained this way or they trained that way, it's kind of that perception of adversity. And that's going to be different for every single athlete. Going back to what you said, Spurlock, you know, if the coaches all, all of a sudden was like, nope, we're going to do one more rep. If somebody is – they see that and they, they're like, oh, that's that's horrible, that's awful. Well, then they're going to be a little bit more stressed out and they're going to be perceived as not – mentally tough because they're, again, they're in an adverse situation that they're not really handling well. Somebody that's like just shrugs it off or is like, okay, I'm going to do one more rep. Again, they're seen as mentally tough, but it's because they don't panic or they don't, you know, go away in the form of that adversity or they don't see it as adversity. They just see it as the normal situation. So I think that perception, again, we went back to what you do in the face of adversity, I think is a, is a big thing on, on mental toughness. What is that adversity? It's very contextual.
2: I think so when you bring up adversity, that's like going back to what Spurlock was saying before. This is what I mean. Adversity is like mental toughness. Once again, well, they just, they just did better under those times of stress. Whereas like you just said, oh, in these certain situations, I don't do well without a plan. Like I could argue it's mental toughness if I'm an athlete. And I I feel like I have several athletes that are like this and they're like, I don't, I got to really plan and make sure I stretch. Let's say it's like a big squat day and like they come in before and they're like, well, I know I've squatted a bunch of times. I know I'm not just going to magically come in and not be, and be ready for this when the squad is 10 minutes in, but these other athletes do. They've noticed that they're like, I got to stretch a little bit extra, or I do bad when I don't eat this for breakfast. Like they've organized and like had the maturity to go about their life so that when they are on the field or whatever, going to perform that squad or that run or whatever it is, then they do well. And then some people uh, from the outside will look in and be like, look, they're mentally tough. Look at how hard they were able to push. But in their mind, they're like, yeah, it's because I know I've ran 100 times and when I don't eat breakfast, it's not good. Like that is mental toughness, your ability to do that all the time and figure out what are your flaws and your strengths and then where can you get better at them?
0: I guess my point is, is that mental toughness or is that just toughness? Or is that, is that I'll is give that you another example because this, yeah, this is what something that spurred in my mind as you were saying that is volleyball had their uh, heavy back squat. Um, 2 weeks before spring break so about 3 weeks ago the week and we backswatted on Friday Friday morning the the 4 days before that they also started their 20 hour practice we got a new assistant coach he's doing a lot of different things with our middle blockers so specifically as Johnny Teeler and uh Lise Gutsinger they're they're smashed they're like they're, i think their central nervous systems fried mentally they're trying to learn this new blocking scheme and it, it, it was a lot for them so on Friday morning they woke up and they're like I'm not feeling too great, like like, down, like they were bummed that they didn't think they were going to be able to hit PRs. Both of them smashed their PRs, smashed them. I think Mel went up 20 pounds. Z went from 305 pounds, 310 pounds. But is that mental? Is it physical? Combination of both? Do we just call that them being tough? I, I, I don't know. I think that's what I struggle with is like a lot of things we're talking about is There's a mental component to it, but it's just not mental toughness. It's it's so many things combined.
3: And we talk about mental toughness, but like their squat numbers going up could have nothing to do with toughness at all. It's just great programming. Oh, yeah. And they went through the workouts and did it. Like that's my biggest like beef is everyone's trying to hone in on mental toughness. Like we need to just focus on getting them mentally tough. Well, it's like that will come if we just focus on them getting in shape and getting them stronger. That is our job as the strength coaches. That's what I think is getting them in shape and getting them stronger. Therefore, they feel trained and prepared then to go and play their sport.
0: I do think putting them in some adverse, adverse situations. situations during the off season is key. And one thing I wrote down that I don't think we've talked, D and I haven't talked with you guys about this ever maybe, but Dee will remember this. But it was, two- let's say it was 2012, 2013. We were okay as an athletic department. Not too many people were winning championships besides rifle and men's basketball. We felt like our student athletes were not tough. We could call it mental toughness. We, I think even our logo on our departmental shirt that year was like expect to win because sometimes we went into games and we're like, oh, we're playing so-and-so. Like, wow. hope we just compete. Yeah. So w- during the summer when we had our athletes on campus, a couple of things we did was simple things like workouts are going to be tough we knew that we were still having our friday workouts back then so those were going to be tough but some days they would come in and we would have no music in the weight room we wouldn't say a damn word we would just not play any music and as soon as somebody said something about it we're like you're you're thinking about all these external things don't think about that let's just get the work in today let's not whine or complain um we also made them like when we would circle up in the mornings a team would talk about their highs and their lows. So we made them reflect as a team, all right, what was the high point in the season this past year? What was something you guys were really proud of, right? The next day they would come in is, all right, now what's something that maybe took you off guard? What was a really difficult game that you guys lost that you should have won? And I think they got to express that, take some time to reflect with their teammates, and then all the other athletes got to hear it as well. So able to learn from each other um and then we used to have um a workout where we would not tell them what the runs were so we might have been on the track and we might have said I got a hat <laughs> I'm going to pull out some distances <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to pull out but whoever runs the furthest or the fastest wins so it'd be like all right first one's a 200 ready blow the whistle all right then I got a certain amount of rest I pull it out next one's an 800 ready <laughs> sometimes we would just again
1: and it's another 800
0: yeah and that's you know and or it was hey i'm gonna blow the whistle let's see who can run the furthest but they have no idea if they're running for 20 seconds or two minutes so whoever was just going to put their head down and do the work and grind through it but we it was very intentional and obviously we got to a point where we're not doing that now because we feel like we're at a different stage um in our you know where we are as an athletic department but i do think our workouts need to be challenging and but there does have to be some um intentionality with what you're throwing out them in regards to adversity
2: but i think that even with your example there of like what you used to do to develop it you didn't just say like okay now uh rifle and men's basketball the only ones winning national championships so we need to be doing we just need to work harder we're just going to come into work for 10 more hours and we're just going to work all the time. Like, yeah. that's what a lot of people look at it as. We're just going to run more. Like you were strategic about it. And you're like, this is the reason we're doing this. Does it make perfect sense? Does, are these, I don't know, work to rest ratios for these runs, like perfectly applicable to this? No, that wasn't the point, but like you're explaining it. And it relates like in my mind, like push Friday that men's soccer does here where it's like, that's an off season every Friday they come in it after the week and it's nothing to do with soccer. It's always just, it's something conditioning related, but it's difficult. He doesn't tell them until they're there. Um, and it's just always something different. And the whole point is, yeah, this might not have anything to do with soccer. And you may have never done something like this, but it's, Hey, we're going to push you to your above 95%. It's easy to get to 95%. But once you get to that 95 to hundred range, it's really hard. What do you do And then it's it's an explanation though. It's not just like we're doing this because it's hard. It's like this is going to happen again in a game. There's an explanation behind it of like this is how you act. If you can do a little bit better in these scenarios, look at how it applies. And there's buy-in from it. There's like it's understood. You know why it's being done. It's not just because f you. It's it's there's a reason behind it. it's
4: that it's like that that unpredictability that that happens in sports sometimes you a team goes on a run and you're down 10 with a minute left or anything like that like there's going to be unpredictable scenarios where things like a random run that your coach just decided to do or a workout that you didn't know they were going to have or anything like that like that unpredictability and then being able to manage or control your response versus your reaction like we talk about with our athletes a lot like that is where in I hate to be cliche that is where the toughness is that's where the the unexpected adversity and you being able to see that scenario and that's where the lesson is learned so that when it happens on the court or on the field or in your sport whatever it is you are not necessarily experienced in that but if you take a step back and you look at it globally and unexpected situations happened it's the same thing that happened during the summer in the workout during that scenario i just handled it and i'm going to handle it in this scenario here and I'm going, to do, I'm going to perform or I'm going to do whatever it is. I think it's the same exact idea that we're talking about, is that whether it's workouts or sports or anything like that, like toughness is being able to handle those things. I
3: think, like, in our profession, the biggest thing is uh, planning that out, not just – I think it's butchered a lot where coaches, sport coaches just come in one day and be like, we lost because we weren't mentally tough, and then he runs that team into the ground that week. I know what Spurlock said and what Brent said and Strobus – It's like something that we purposely plan out and it's not just something we throw in like week two. Like it is something down the road. We know they're prepared to handle this. It's just more about proving to the athletes that they can
1: handle it and making them go through it. I want to kind of circle back to like Spurlock made a point a little earlier was coaches yelling out like they're just not mentally tough, okay? And going back to the student athlete and the coaches, okay? What are the coaches doing to help prepare them to be more mentally tough instead of just saying it or their actions. But the student athlete, like what actions do they have? And I put four things down is what are they doing to set their own goals and make those simple goals? And that's something that like going back to our summer, summer that we've done a really good job of like helping prepare student athletes of understanding goal setting. Okay. It's can they set the routine up by simple goals? I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock or I'm gonna wake up at seven o'clock even if I don't have anything and, and stay on a routine. Like that stuff, staying routine based, helps them become more mentally tough. Um, being challenged, going back to what like Spurlock said, I put that in there as well. They love being ch- challenged, like people like that. They wanna be a competitor. But if you're not challenging them that, like they're, they're losing that, you know, that edge. Um, building confidence, another piece. Like what are we doing to help give them are we giving them negatives constantly all the time or are we giving them some positive too are we giving them negative feedback we'll give them some positive as well with that and then also the last thing was just controlling your emotions don't show the emotion um, you know a perfect example of this I talked to going back to Darren and you guys bringing up I think it was a perfect person to bring up With this situation. But the other day he gave up a a home run that was like, you know, 490 feet. It felt like it was hit a a country mile. Um, And he said, they remember like looking up and he was like, wow, like he was mesmerized by how far the guy hit the ball. (laughs) But it was like the light switch of I'm going to turn it off and move it on. Like that was awesome. I gave up a freaking nuke. But then after that, he shut it down. Like he controlled his emotions where then you look on the other side of the field and you see the person that you know, throws a ball and it's two balls off and they feel like they should get the, the uh, call and they hang their head or they like hit their glove or they strike out to a, a pretty good pitch that was a little off and they slam their bat. Like, you know, you start looking at the emotions and you look at the things that build up from setting goals, setting, you know, sh- not showing emotions to what are the coaches doing for the to help the student athletes with that? But what are the student athletes doing for themselves? Um, and kind of just wrapping that around from everybody what everybody's saying, I think is important. You I know, think, I think a lot of the time, whenever somebody blames a loss or something on maybe a team
3: or a player not being mentally tough, I think that's a lot of time a cop out. Where I think they're just blaming it on that, but really there's so many different factors that go into that. Were they not fit enough? Were they not strong enough? Mm-hmm. Were they too emotional? Were they not more self? Were they not as self aware as they could be? I think just saying mentally tough that's too big of an umbrella. It almost sounds like you don't know what you're talking about when you're like, they're just not tough enough. Like yeah. that just – that that loses a lot of credi- credibility you, to me because then I'm like, you don't even know what's going on in that sport then.
1: Because you have no solution for that. No, exactly. Because, you know, you're just saying
0: words.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Like I would rather some – like a strength coach be like, we lost that because we weren't fit enough. That is my fault. than yep. them just being like, we weren't tough enough, so we lost.
0: Yeah. So it's like you're saying they need to take extreme ownership. ownership. Yep, yes. exactly. Yes. yes. One thing I wrote down, um, kind of going back to what uh, Stroba said, uh, even what he said in the podcast him and I did, uh, the last go around was to connect the dots with what D said, like, and even what just Gibby just said, it's like, it just can't be words. You have to have a plan and then executing that plan in what, whatever way, shape or form, it might be challenging workouts. It might be doing intentional things like D and I used to do 10 years ago where, Hey, no music in the weight room. Um, you know, doing some reflection. Um, But I do think it's, to go back to Strobus' podcast, it's the power of the takeaway. And it's not just doing it and expecting the student-athletes to connect the dots. It's like, no, we are doing this because in in your season in the fall for men's soccer, there's probably going to be a bad referee at some point. That is, be poor at his job, miss some calls. How are we going to react to that? How are we going to be able to control our emotions? Um, So our job, During the moment that we're putting our athletes through those adverse situations, help them connect the dots of why we're doing that so it can help them during their competitive season. And then even um, when they are in their competitive season, when we do have a short amount of time with them during their in-season training, maybe before a big game or a big match, you bring them aside and get, hey, guys, remember when we did X, Y, and Z in the off-season?" Hey, we got a big match coming up so let's make sure we take these lessons that we learned and apply it to this this game that we got coming up on saturday so making sure that we're helping the student athletes connect the dots whether for a future experience or having them um think back to what we did during the off season when they're actually in their competitive competitive season you guys got anything else
1: it was a great talk
0: really enjoyed it really enjoyed it As always, if you guys got any feedback for us, don't hesitate to email us at ukstrength at uky.edu. Thanks, and go Cats!